We are we are off. All right, everybody. Uh, I got to say, I'm not in the best state to talk. Not really in the best state to move or do anything. Uh, me and Max, who is uh, a guest in my home, my first guest in my home, proud to say, we just had Popeyes, which was a bad idea. Uh, and I, I don't know. This is uh, this podcast can might end early. I might go into a coma. I can feel the diabetes coming <laughs> <laughs> on any minute this is a bad idea for me this is really bad okay <laughs> well I, I never am i the one to uh publicly out somebody for being a fucking absolute pig but max ate <laughs> max ate uh, had a three-piece chicken combo with <laughs> fucking, <laughs> with a chicken sandwich on the side a spicy chicken sandwich he did have medium fries though so yeah. he is disciplined to some degree i did i did give you my biscuit too. you did you were feeling generous yeah. you were like you know what i well, watch I, my weight i only want to sleep for two days <laughs> instead of the usual three i might so. not eat tomorrow that's like i might just just pass for tomorrow well that that, that might be a good idea imagine if you got fired and your <laughs> your next job interview, they ask you like, "Oh, hey, you know, so what happened here? What, what what's with the uh, blank space on your resume?" Ah, uh, you know, spicy chicken. <laughs> it killed me. No, but it's it's good to have. Oh, I have to do this really quickly. Uh, fire out your socials because I'm gonna forget. Oh, uh, Max Ross comedy. Yeah, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Yeah, my. My blood sugar is going up. Uh, <laughs> I'm, it's, uh, it's going to impact my state of mind. You may need to wake me up if I pass out. That's fine. <laughs> Imagine if you died in my recliner right now. <laughs> you wouldn't even know it. You just keep talking. And I have, the, I have a podcast where a comedian literally dies while recording. <laughs> I have all the evidence. Uh, yeah. No, that was rough. That was rough. Fast food is just... It's it's my drug. I, I've never been a drug user. I've never been a weed guy. I like my booze. I've expressed that openly. Uh, trying to slow down with that. But I was never a coke guy, never a weed guy, never touched cocaine or psychedelics or any of that shit. Fast food is what supplants hard drugs. If you don't do hard drugs, Church's Chicken and Popeye's will snatch you up. It's rough. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, or McDonald's or any of that shit. What's your favorite burger place? Favorite burger place? Um, that's a good question. I uh, got a shout out to Golden Star in, uh, Young and Steel. That's my, uh, my buddy's restaurant. But well, they have really good burgers. Um, what do you want? Like classic burgers or just like regular, like, uh, anything? I mean, no, just just your favorite place to go when you're like, I'm I'm really feeling it today. I want to just gorge myself with with calories and hopefully clog some arteries. Which is your pick? Probably go to is McDonald's all the time. McDonald's is great. Yeah. Mc, McDonald's is so much. I mean, I'm just so tainted by McDonald's. I I worked there for a year. 
in my senior year of high school. I was in grade 12. And I would literally, and I'm, I'm ashamed to say, but I, I would have it every day at a certain point. Sometimes every day, every day of the week at certain periods. And there was a time where I almost did the supersize me thing where I went breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Hmm. Yeah. But my, my whole routine was because there was a McDonald's at the Walmart across the street from Loyola. Me and Max went to the same school, by the way. Uh, and I would go there every lunch, have uh, for, again, because I had a spare after first period. So I would have my breakfast at McDonald's and then lunchtime sometimes go to McDonald's. And then after school, I had to work. Guess where? Mickey D's. Mickey D's. And I would start uh, and I would have something there. And uh, that was the catalyst for the downward spiral, everybody. We used to go there all the time, like right after, well, right after the bar in our early 20s. Like it was every night. Yeah. Then we went there. We wouldn't gain gain a pound no. or anything. Now now I'm a Sports Illustrated cover girl in the making. <laughs> Nothing, not that there's any, no, I'm not knocking the, I'm just saying like I could be the next person. No, but it's it's rough. I got to stop. You you go into those fast food places and you just see people, and I'm not to knock them because I I did it. I've done it at two separate places. I did it at Harvey's before McDonald's, and I was a teenager then. To be an adult doing fast food, I mean, I, I I'm not looking down on them or anything, but it I I see how insecure I am now with sort of my place in life. I, I don't think I'm doing terrible, but I'm I'm you know I'm in this place. I'm alone in the city. Uh, I I think I have a decent job, but again, like I I can only imagine being thirty and w- working behind the counter at a Popeyes. Mm-hmm. It's it's my motivation to yeah. make it in comedy. <laughs> every every time before I walk onto a stage, I go, it's 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 either <laughs> it's either the comedy seller or the storage seller at a Wendy's <laughs> it's it's just those two it's a choice between those two uh, what's your worst job worst job yeah probably probably school busing that was the worst one me. yeah I think so I gotta Did go through my resume um, no like I've I don't know. I used to install internet too, so but that was kind of interesting. So you get to meet a lot of cool people, though. Um, no, I don't know. School busing was kind of sucked though, because like I got hired when I was like what, like twenty two, twenty three. Yeah. So I have like nobody. I work with nobody my age. The right. People I drive are underage, so like I'm pretty much alone the whole time. I don't have really anyone to talk to at work. Yeah. At all. It's Everybody. Pretty, pretty lonesome and <laughs> <laughs> you're like the fresh faced guy driving the bus and all of your coworkers are just chiseled war veterans. <laughs> I what? looked like a kid too, so yeah. like when people like when parents would see me, just like, Did you hijack the bus? Like Yeah, no, I'd definitely be questionable about you. <laughs> just a just a six foot three Polish kid just working the working the controls. Mm-hmm. I don't trust I don't trust you at all. I don't know how I got that job to be honest. Like no. I wouldn't have hired a 22, 23 year old. 
Well, I, I remember when you told me you were getting that job. I viscerally remember when you're like, you know, what? I think I'm going for the school bus thing. I thought you were kidding because <laughs> I never heard of a, a school. I, I haven't heard of school bus drivers our age right now. Right. All of my school bus drivers were, again, like fucking it was just a woman with an eye patch and a missing foot fucking eating. I don't know, like an apple core. And that was your person that would send you to school. Yep. I'll never, <laughs> I'll never forget just um, when I went to St. Joseph's Elementary School in the, a, I don't know, between 1996 to 2000. That was my tenure there. I left there when I was like nine. But I remember, I think it was grade three, we had this one school bus driver who, and then she was very nice, but there would always be this guy behind her, like reading a newspaper, like just this grown man. He was like a Turkish guy. Mm-hmm. And we didn't, like, I, I didn't know what he was. I don't think you can just look at a person at eight years old and go, oh, you're you're a Turk. You're a Turk. <laughs> <laughs> you're an Ottoman, sir. But they, uh, I, I just remember seeing the guy and being kind of freaked out because the guy didn't say anything. He was stoic, right? And, uh, he, he was there for like two weeks just sitting behind the bus driver. Every time we left school and climbed up onto the bus, he was there just kind of staring the kids down. Very intimidating man. And then I remember we didn't realize that the guy was actually a school bus driver in training. And that was his whole gig was at that time to just sit behind the bus driver and just watch the bus driver. Right. So I remember finally one day we get onto the bus and he's sitting behind the wheel our old bus driver the friendly lady she was gone right it was now this guy so we were always afraid i always thought that he fucking killed the bus driver (laughs) (laughs) and i remember he was the strictest guy he was just i I remember we, we were uh somebody was like bouncing a ball like had a tennis ball in the back mm-hmm. and was just bouncing it up and down and I remember the only time we ever heard his voice. Oh, we got a disturbance. It's like the fucking conjuring. Yeah. Every now and then you'll hear something. Every now and then you'll hear like I'll a rumble or something. Or or like there there will be like a disturbance across the street. This is a weird neighborhood. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll get to it, but hang on. So I remember somebody was bouncing a tennis ball at the back of the bus. And the only time we ever heard this guy's voice was when he was like, he gets on the radio and all we hear is, who is bouncing the ball? Who is bouncing the ball? He sounded like Pazuzu in The Exorcist. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, I don't know. I think the guy got fired. Probably killed somebody. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. There, there were a <laughs> lot of delinquents on that bus. Where, where's St. Joe's? St. Joe's is in Streetsville. Because okay. we lived in Streetsville for a while in Mississauga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was like a, not the greatest neighborhood. My mom got her purse stolen. Really? She was coming in to get us. She was taking me to the dentist for the day. And she was walking in to go into the office to grab me, and we come out, and her window is smashed and her purse is gone. So somebody was watching her pull up, and just it was like a smash and grab. Just took it and ran off, and ran off, I guess, just in time for her, because she was in for like a minute. But I remember, I'm like seven or eight at this point, and uh, I just remember being like crying, because we didn't know what was happening, right? Mm-hmm. We'd never seen that. 
And my mom was just like, ah, it's just a purse, whatever, shit like that. Sorry, you you saw them steal it, or no, no, no. I saw the window smashed, and okay. as a little kid, I'm thinking, fuck, are we gonna die, right? Because like I, I thought it was like a serious thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I was always a bit of a worry wart. It was probably the Turkish bus driver. Probably, I'm not yeah, gonna man. lie. That was uh, again, times are tough. Don't bounce that tennis ball. Don't bounce that. He, he probably threw the tennis ball. Snatched. Yeah, he probably threw the tennis ball through the Sunfire window. That was actually my uh, my mom's car that I had. That was my car. The Sunfire? Yeah. They got okay. the window replaced. Yeah. It was back. Uh, they got a paint job and the window replaced, I remember. Mm-hmm. And then I got it a few years later. I remember that car. Yeah. Uh, With the that, cassette tape to, uh, to hook up your, uh, the jack. your music. Yeah. The, the jack. Ja- yeah. Uh, attached to the uh, iPod plug. Yeah. Yeah. That was old school. That was when you knew a guy was having troubles. When he had no CD player in his car, he just had the cassette attached to the iPod plug. Yeah. Yeah. A little much. I just, I just, yeah. Even like going back to like when we used to go to shows, like none of, I don't think any of us had smartphones then when we first started. We just had to click the uh, MapQuest or whatever, print out the actual directions to get, get to places and stuff. Yeah, and then I I spoiled myself when I got my iPhone because all I would do was just plug that in. Yeah. And listen to the directions through my phone. You know, Big Brother, he's always watching out for you. Uh we are boiling right now. I'm I can we we've right turned now. off it. Well, we're going to work off that Popeyes. Mm-hmm. We may not die after all. So, uh I mean, there's always a silver lining. We have to punish ourselves. Yeah, no, I'll go for a walk probably tomorrow. Well, I'll, I'll, I'm thinking about going for a walk right now. I always have second thoughts. <laughs> I might join you on that, actually. I might, I might drink some tea and just pretend that I'm actually doing something useful. <laughs> so back to the bus driver thing. Who, who was the craziest kid? Who was one kid you were li- li- like, okay, if I could just leave you on the outskirts of town, if I could just leave you right now in a rough neighborhood and teach you a lesson, who yeah. was that kid? Uh, there's a few actually. So I, um, I used to drive for multiple schools a day and not to like, and uh, just, I don't mean to cut you. What was the route that you would take? What was your, what was your bus route? Uh, well, I worked when I started, I did Mississauga and then okay. the next, uh, semester I did all of Brampton okay. stuff and then, uh, ended up moved up to Toronto after, as well. Yeah. Um, geez, I don't even remember. The, some of these kids are probably in their, like, like probably graduated high school at this point. Too. Yeah, I was thinking that like, some of them might be close. flies. Some of them might be close to 20 now. Yeah. Um, no, I've I've had some bad ones. I remember because I drove for, like, different schools. I drove for private school. I drove for Catholic school, public schools. And not to knock off public schools, but public schools were always the worst. Public schools are the seventh layer of hell, and I'm not afraid to say it. They yeah. are, they are the. I'm, but again, like ours, high school, to be fair, was not great. But Catholic schools, I think, statistically perform better academically um, than public schools a lot of the time. It's as my grandfather said: "There's no religion." Mm-hmm. That's what they always. That's what that was the old school excuse for any kid who wasn't Catholic. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they got no religion. That's why I don't know. That's why they're shooting heroin. <laughs> they're lost. They're lost. Um, public public schools are terrible. And some of my best friends went to public school. Mm-hmm. 
and like Arendelle was, I mean, you could fucking demolish that school. I don't think it's as bad as it was when we were there, but when we were yeah. there, Arendelle is a uh, relatively famous public school in Mississauga, and it it was just known for housing people that should be on Scared Straight. Like the the cast of Scared Straight went to that high school. I think that school Clarkson was also one of those as yeah. well. I mean, in our district, Arendelle yeah. was bad. It, it was always a rule. The party ended once the Arendelle kids showed once up. Once the Arendelle you, kids, you, came, yeah. you either had to politely <laughs> tell people like you couldn't tell them to leave because then they just stay. Mm-hmm. So you had to make something up like, "Hey, uh, I just got a call. My grandma's dying," and then hope that some of them might have a little empathy. <laughs> Uh, but uh, either that or you had to fucking call the cops. Yeah, the, yeah. It was it was legitimately a bad school. Um, but uh, I, I mean, I, I, I we're going down like another route. But I mean, I just have so much to say about Arendelle. I've been waiting for this for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting to unload on Arendelle. Uh, no, I I remember. Some of those Arendelle kids, like, and when, usually when you describe a certain place, when somebody says a place is bad, they're usually over-exaggerating. When people talked about Arendelle, their description was, like, dead on. Yeah. It was complete. like, those kids did some fucked up shit. And again, to be fair, I will reiterate, Loyola kids did not do very good things either. But the Arendelle kids were just on a different wavelength in terms of some of the shit that our buddy, like my one of my best friends, Nick Antic, will tell me, because he used to run with those Arendelle kids. I remember sitting down with him one time. We were just at a bar, and I'm like, you need to come over one time, and we'll like write some of these stories down. Because it is insane, mm-hmm. some of the things that he witnessed from some of these, uh, these hooligans. It was a little much. But you live and learn. So, the public school kids in the bus. Yeah, they're pretty bad. They've left the... Um, oh, someone actually left a pee bottle in my uh, the back of the bus, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah, while I was driving, some people would be fucking peeing in, the, peeing in bottles, leaving it behind. I don't know. I mean, when you're a kid, just fucking go. I mean, you have one period in your life where you can actually get away with pissing your pants. Mm-hmm. Take advantage of that time and live a little. Do it up. B- peeing in bottles is for drunk 21-year-olds outside of the club and truck drivers. Those are the only two that have any excuse doing it. As a kid, peeing in a bottle, you definitely had an abusive dad. You definitely had a guy <laughs> who was he was just a man of the road raising you. But... So the pub <laughs> pee in the bottle. <laughs> I'll just hear something and run with it. Yeah, I've been living alone far too long, Max. Sure, T- talking to yourself a lot, eh? Or, yeah, I legitimately yeah. do talk to myself. I do <laughs> all the time. I had a girl catch me actually uh, talking to myself, and I didn't really have an excuse as to what I was doing. Like I can't be like, oh, I was uh, doing a uh, practicing a set or singing a song or something. I just she just literally heard me like having an argument with myself. Carlin's got a great bit where he talks about you ever been talking to yourself alone in a room and someone walks in and you have to pretend that you're singing yeah and uh, you just hope they believe there's a song called what does she think I am some kind of putz (laughs) it's almost such a vaudevillian type joke but it works so well because he was so brilliant Mm -hmm. yeah did you watch the um, 
it's a documentary. It's it's funny because the episode that I'm releasing this week, I'm I'm putting this out next week. Okay. So hopefully nothing crazy happens uh, next week because we won't be talking about it. It's, it's almost going to be like a week removed. All these episodes, but I did. I, I talked about it on this uh, past episode okay. that I recorded uh, just Monday. Uh, I I did and I loved it. You watched it, right? I haven't watched it yet. I gotta... I'm I'm not going to talk in depth about it because I want you to watch the full thing. Mm-hmm. It's nothing like, oh shit, you spoiled that for me, but you do want to watch the full thing. It basically goes through the evolution of him as a comic and you see where he started, how he grew up, how he got into comedy, and just his elevation in the industry and how he became what he became. Uh, like everything from the FCC to the Supreme Court, like all that shit is covered. Mm-hmm. The seven dirty words, all of that. It's um, it's just an amazing documentary. Yeah, I definitely want to uh, definitely want to catch up for sure. Greatest comedy documentary I've ever seen. Uh, better than comedian, better than a lot of those ones. You've seen the comedy store one when it came out during the pandemic, like the beginning of the pandemic. I watched. You know what? I watched two episodes of that. That was pretty. That was pretty yeah, good too. I I loved it. It's just I was at my parents' place and we watched it. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and my dad. Uh, yeah, and I really, I really liked. It. I got to the Rogan point. Yeah, I think that was the final episode. I think, or yeah, when uh, it might have been. I have no clue. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's my dream to kind of get to the store. Not even to perform at the store. That's like up way up there. I'm talking about just to be outside of it. It's I know you. I know you've been there. It's cool. Yeah. It's just so many people that just like pass through and stuff. Like, it's definitely, uh, definitely a cool experience. And like, probably performing there is like a whole nother level for sure. You'd get off even. Uh, it's one of those things, and the comedy cellar is one of them too. For comics like us, where we live, mm-hmm. to perform there, even bombing on that, just just the the fact that you got on that stage is an achievement. Of course, mm-hmm. you want to do well, but just like again. You know, where where we live in Toronto, in Canada, in the industry, and how, how insulated a lot of it is, and just how gatekeepy it is at times. I mean, the idea of going to New York or going to L.A. and performing at the store in the cellar is um, at risk of sounding dramatic, kind of like a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> Sorry. It's, no, it's all good. It's, I mean, it's those Popeyes, it's still guys prepare me. prepare for a lot of dead air. <laughs> You're going to hear a lot of mouth breathing from me through the mic. I mean, I think I have been already. I just haven't really mentioned it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you you should be ashamed for what I, you ate. Oh, don't, you don't even have to tell me. I, <laughs> I already know. I've never I, shamed somebody for eating uh, openly. I lost all my pandemic weight too. And I'm, like, I feel like I gained everything back just in like the last like 30 minutes. It's funny because it doesn't look like you've gained weight. It doesn't look like, no, like, I mean, in like, general, not since the Popeyes I'm talking about. <laughs> it doesn't, it generally doesn't look like you've gained anything. Like, you look like you're at a healthy weight. I'm trying to, but I've been, yeah, I gotta, uh, gotta stay consistent. That was, uh, that was a lot. It's weird because I've been, I've gained weight at times, but I've I've generally stayed skinny. 
Like I'm a skinny guy. It's because I'm tall. But a lot of the time it goes to my face. It goes to my midsection. It goes to my chest. Um, but my body's like, just very weird though. Cause like, and you like definitely like, ex- like seen me like you're like super fat or super skinny. Just like my, like I'm never like consistent with my weight. It's either like up and down, up and down. So what, what was your heaviest? Um, I think your all time heaviest, not even that. Bad. I think I was two thirty eight. is my heaviest. That's a, And how and tall are you? I'm six two. That, that yeah, that's heavy. I mean, for for your height, you sure you're six two? You might be taller because I'm six one. I measured myself recently. Maybe I should measure myself. If I'm six three, that's a game changer. You are sure. visibly taller than me. Like I mean, when I'm walking next to you, I feel, I feel like Allen Iverson, <laughs> in because who was average height? I think it wasn't Allen Iverson. Like Allen Iverson's like regular tall. Yeah, I think he's, I think he's under six foot, right? You how how much is Lowry? How Lowry, Lowry is six one. Fuck, because like it's so funny because you look at Lowry and you get this idea because he's around these giants. Yeah, that he is like a he's like Kevin Hart, tiny, right? Yeah, like you almost feel like he's that height. Same with like Steph Curry. I thought Steph Curry was like five foot something. He's like he's taller than me. Right. He's six three or six four or something like that. Yeah. I mean, what the hell are we talking about? Gaining weight? Whatever. Fuck. Holy shit. Blood sugar. Everybody, watch out. But uh, no, yeah. I mean, two thirty eight is not terrible. That's what you said. Two thirty eight. Yeah. No. I, I could have. I could have definitely been worse. It just. You know, just a lot of a lot of fat and stuff. I would love I would love to live an extreme. I would love to just live and go. Yeah, I was I was I I was I was a full blown alcoholic. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I crashed. I crashed my car into a school. I just let myself go, you know. Yeah, I was. No, uh, my my stories are all just middling. Like, yeah, no, I I had I had 11 beers one night. But I was fine the next day. Mm -hmm. You know? But you, it's like, uh, then you're just like, yeah, I wasn't obese, but I, I was 238 pounds. <laughs> and I really did feel weird. Yeah. Like I said earlier, like if uh, once I can't do chin-ups or like push-ups, that's when I know like, okay, maybe I should uh, slow it down on the food. I mean, I have those moments too where there, there there was periods all through the pandemic when I was just eating fast food every day because I just I had nothing else to do. The bars yeah. were the bars were closed. What what do you have left to do? Uber is just super convenient too. Like Uber Eats is convenient. I'm just running out my credit card doing that. The the worst was when I took the bus, mask on. People still at this point didn't know what this was fully. Mm-hmm. So for all we knew, within the next it fucking two months it could have been 28 days later just streets empty zombies running through all that shit i I remember i got onto the bus this was like maybe late march early april and i'm on this bus going up jane street because i heard that there was a bar open that was selling takeout beers because a lot of the liquor stores were closing early so i'm like okay this bar is still open i'm gonna take that but and i remember just i'm like i'm like frodo when he was solo in lord of the rings at one point i'm just going on this journey to go get uh, some booze. I think Bud Light tall cans is what they had. And it, it ran me for 12 cans of Bud Light tall. It was 75 bucks. For 12 cans? Oh, yeah. 
because they had to they, these bars had to make money. Yeah. They weren't open. They were vacant. So I went up there one. I promised myself I'm like uh, I'm like I am going to do this again, but it's going to be somewhere closer. Mhm. You know. I don't want to take a bus all the way there to see. Yeah. The the worst the worst feeling was never mind waiting in line f- to go into a regular store. The worst was waiting outside of the beer store or the mm-hmm. liquor store. That was just like you saw people at their never mind me and my stupid shit. You saw people at their lowest out there. Especially before closing time yeah. when there was 15 minutes left and you had a lineup of 45 people outside and there was just one guy with the shakes. Yeah. Just ready that that again Ugh. is is um just soul sucking to watch that. Yeah, it's de- oh, it's definitely wild that like this was just like recently like we're not like well we're not wearing masks anymore no like they were not lining up for outside of a grocery store or the liquor store or anything but it was wild like I I found a video actually on my phone like when the pandemic first hit walking through the path and it just literally felt like like a zombie apocalypse which, which like, path uh the one on uh, somewhere on the financial district. Right. Like right under university. Oh, um, under underneath the tunnel. Yeah. Yeah. And it just completely empty is a wild like it was definitely uh definitely surreal seeing that. I mean, well th- those tunnels are weird altogether like even post like post pandemic pre pandemic they're still creepy cuz mm-hmm. sometimes you're in there alone and it, like especially when those stores are closed. Yeah. Anytime I'm down there around closing time, I it feels like American Werewolf of London. If you ever saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where the guy's like trying to walk through the subway tunnel and the wolf starts chasing him. It feels it has that vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where it, it is almost like 28 days later. But um, I don't know if you feel this way, but the last two years at this point, because everything, everything seems so blended together. I'll look back at a memory during the pandemic and I'll go, was that 2021 or 2020? It all blurs together now at this it's point. It's all, yeah. Yeah. I'm the same way. I can't believe we're, uh, that was two years ago, like uh, when everything first locked down. It just it feels like it was like yesterday. This has been, and I don't know if it's just a sign of me getting a bit older, but this has been the quickest period of my life. It, it all feels like it has been, there, there's times when I'll go, that feels like two months ago. Yeah. The beginning of the pandemic. And it's just a mind fuck. It's crazy how the brain works with that. When when something, when something on such a large magnitude happens while you are alive, like the like the pandemic and all the turmoil and all the other shit that happened in the middle of it, whether it was the riots, whether it was George Floyd, whether it was the Capitol, like the Washington Capitol riots, whether it was things that happened here in Canada, like it, it's just all. There was just so much chaos and bullshit during that time. Mm-hmm. And 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 terrible shit. It just it felt. Um, it all feels like just one ball of chaos. Yeah, yeah, definitely entertaining though. Like there, like there was. I was not bored at all during the pandemic because like there's always there's something going on the whole time. I I know you. I wasn't bored, but I was numb. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I wasn't necessarily bored by it, like, oh my god, like this is nothing. But I, I almost an event would happen, and I would go, well, that's terrible. Uh, moving on, moving on to the next, thing. you know. 
moving on to the next hunk of bullshit. Mm-hmm. So always weird, man. I mean, I just, uh, I, don't, I don't know, man. Oh, Popeyes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's coming. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think we're going to go for a run tomorrow morning. That's, uh, how, how long do you run? What is your recommend? Cause you are a running guy. I'm a smoker. I don't have the luxury of to running. Be honest, I've not been running at all this year. Like I've just been doing like weights, but I've been barely running, but just like kind of like cutting on my, cutting on my diet a little bit. But, um, no, I used to last year I would do like 10k. Right. 5 5 minimum, but uh yeah, I used to just run on the lake shore. Um just run a 5k one way and a 5k back. Yeah, that's uh that that's one of the things as a smoker. That's the biggest change. That's the biggest um so far the 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 biggest change that has happened in my body where I've realized I cannot run anymore. Mm-hmm. that's the you know i can't like i literally i i will within half a minute hyperventilating my heart just starts pumping that's when i realize i gotta stop because that's what i do want to do like i want to be able to what am i never gonna run another day my i can't remember the last time i ran yeah you just gotta take it slow yeah i don't know smoking's um if if i could go back and this sounds cliche but if i could go back to my 14 year old self I, w- I would tell him to stop smoking. Is that when you started? I I started briefly. I had little stints where I was smoking with the peer pressure. Mm-hmm. And I think around 17 was when I started on the regular. And then around 20, I quit. 21, I went back. Yeah. And then I've been smoking all the way with tiny little periods of not yeah i remember you went you were on and off like in your 20s i remember that my early 20s and then i met uh you know what happened you you know when i started smoking and i just never stopped was when uh i remember that stripper girl that i was talking to yes for a long because she smoked and I remember I took, we were at a St. Patty's Day party. I remember I was with her the, the whole night. The rock pile, right? The rock pile. Yeah, the old, I The old rocky pile. Uh, and I remember that was just a drunken uh, night of green hooliganism. And I remember she, we were out on the patio at one point. You guys were inside probably talking shit about me, probably goofing on me, whatever the hell you were doing. But uh, she was smoking outside. And I remember I took one drag of her smoke because I had quit for about, at that point, four months. I was four months, and I took one drag, and I gave it back to her. And I remember the next Just day, went and got a pack. a pack. Yeah, so, I mean. What's the, what's the longest uh, you stayed without uh, smoking? Was it that four months? No, it was a couple of years. It was from about 20 to, tw- I think it was 21, so about a year and a half. Mm-hmm just before I turned 22 and I've been smoking ever since. Okay. And then I quit during the pandemic for six months. And then I had one, I had one, <laughs> I had, uh, we had that first sunny day in March of 2021 when it was like 15 degrees out and it was beautiful and it was mild. And I remember just going, it's almost that, that, that trigger of an addiction where you, you go, Oh fuck man, this just brings me back to beautiful days 
on a patio having a couple drinks with people. And I remember I went after I just had that trigger when because I'd stopped drinking at that point. I went to the liquor store first and then I went to the gas station. Jeez. And just like that, I was back. <laughs> yeah. What uh, what helps you for for quitting? I don't even know. Uh, willpower and okay. just being in the right state of mind. I don't know what helps me. So you don't do patches or like the Ooh. okay. To I will I will amend that and I will say having the right state of mind and also the nicotine gum. Mm-hmm. The nicotine gum is terrific once you get the taste. It's 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 good. It worked for me. And I remember within a week after not smoking, just just the act of not having that cancer stick. Mm-hmm. I remember being my anxiety had gone away. I wasn't as worked up. I wasn't as on edge. And uh, I remember I just had one beer on a Friday night and I was back to smoking. Back to smoking. Right yeah. after that. Yeah. yeah. This was pre-pandemic when I tried the nicotine gum. You want me to get you some nicotine gum? For my birthday? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can get it for me birthday and Christmas. That would be nice. All right. Yeah. I mean, you live closer to a Costco than I do. So, I mean, if you want to go in and uh, yeah. grab, a, grab a giant box of it, I'll give you the money. For sure. Yeah. But then you got to wean off that. That's the only problem. Oh, yeah. Then, like, I guess, like, slowly you, like, stop doing the... Uh... Yeah. Yeah, because I remember, like, because uh, Jeff used to smoke, like, was a chain smoker. I f- totally forgot that he used to, like, smoke. Like, he'd be done a cigarette and lighting up another one right away. He smoked a lot, I remember, and he was one of the guy, one of the older guys that I remember at 21 that I would go outside and smoke with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he stopped, and I kept at it. Fucking yeah, quitter. I don't know how he learned to commit. I think he did the same thing. He had like the like the vape pen or whatever. Yeah, first, and then yeah, I I totally forgot that he was a smoker. It it's just one of the, it just takes. Everything just health wise, and if not health wise, and you know what? One of the things I'm not even focusing on my health as much with smoking. I'm more focused on what it's done to my wallet. When you're when you're spending sometimes thirteen bucks a day. I mean that's that's a habit. You, you never, smoke a pack a day, right? Uh, I sometimes do. If I'm drinking, that pack will be gone within three hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I will legitimately just start. And again, the one of the other things is giving cigarettes out to people who ask for them yeah so that's a big one because some nights i'll again i have very poor judgment if i'm boozed up i will give uh four cigarettes out a night and that for a smoker for somebody who's addicted that's a lot there's times when i legitimately have to say uh no i'm an addict i can't give you any yeah yeah oh man i'm burning up right now dude it's pretty it's it's intense. Yeah. Um. Uh. So, what are you doing this weekend? Are you doing Are you doing shows this weekend? Do you have anything coming up? Uh, absolute tomorrow. Right. Um. I might check out Backroom again on uh, Saturday. Um. Well, it doesn't matter. When When is this? Uh. When is this? Uh. Oh, you know, I forgot. Out. It's it's coming out next week. Yeah, so there's no point in promoting anything for this this week then. <laughs> well, I tried. My blood sugar is rising. I will remind you that my blood sugar is rising. So, what are you doing? When was the last time you like you really partied though? Um, 
Like, when was the last time where you had a drunk night where you you you're scouring your text messages the next morning just to make sure <laughs> you're, uh, you're checking was... you're checking six buzz. <laughs> that was actually um, right before I left the army. Uh, I went to the uh, Christmas party, and I knew I wasn't gonna. I like I didn't book anything the next day or anything. Like I didn't go to work. Cause like I knew I wasn't going to be able to wake up the next day. So I like planned this out ahead, which was smart because I've uh, been through this stuff before, but uh, yeah, I tried walking home from uh, Toronto to Mississauga. Oh, I remember that. That is almost an acid level trip. And then I woke up with um, like a swollen ankle. Oh, I thought you were going to say you woke up with somebody. I'm like, Oh, that would have been extra. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was a uh, that was a rough one. I uh, yeah. I I remember like from what I remember, like I was like I went to I was at Fillmore's, and I'm like, okay, when I drink, I don't want to get picked up by an Uber right away, right? Just because I know I'm gonna like yak all over the uh, the car when it starts moving. So like I try to walk a little bit just to like sober up. I'm like, I'm in like downtown Toronto. I'm uh, like, yeah, I could probably walk to Mississauga. That my reasoning when, <laughs> when I drink is uh, a little off. I'm just like, oh yeah, that's yeah, you could walk that. And I just remember going in. I think I went in circles at one point, and then yeah, I tripped at a park, and but I didn't like feel anything in my ankle or anything. I just kept walking, and then I finally got into Uber. Got home at like 4 a.m. or something, and I woke up with a swollen ankle. And I was, uh, that's all she wrote. That's all she wrote. Yeah, that was a lot. Can you please, can you, because this is not the first time this has happened. Max has had very bad luck drinking, (laughs) he's had some of the worst luck of anybody I've ever seen. And Max is a genuinely good person until I drink. Yeah, I mean, it's oh, fuck. Okay, so I just want to set the stage. Um, the year was 2011, the summer of 2011. Max broke both of his feet within a month of each other, <laughs> both at nightclubs. Both at nightclubs, yeah. So he bro- or was it was it breaking your feet? Because I can't see you. You didn't go to a club with a broken foot. No. The, so, the, yeah, the first one was on uh, my 21st birthday. Right. Um, we had a, yeah, I booked a hotel downtown. Went to this, I don't even remember what the club was, but it was on, I remember it was on Portland Street. Um, and yeah, I jumped off a speaker, but I was too drunk to even like notice that like I like messed up my ankle, kept dancing for a bit and then sat down. And then I remember you guys, I think it was you and TJ dragged me back to the hotel. So I remember this because I was, I was, three sheets to the wind as well i was 20 at the i was turning 20 you were tw- turning 21 i was 21 yeah. but i remember we were i remember us carrying you and i thought it was just like again you were just too drunk to walk home we had no we had we were unaware of the horror we I, were about to experience the next I didn't, morning i didn't know either i didn't feel anything max's when we we woke up the next morning max's ankle was like a water balloon yeah, it it was like you, you could pop it with a pin and the whatever fluid buildup, whatever it was, 
would come out. It was it was like the senator in X Men <laughs> when he just turns to water and disappears. I just remember you guys were like tying, like using like the beer boxes to like tie a splint. Oh, I remember. Oh <laughs> I mean, I mean that's that's ingenuity. That's drunk. Yeah, twenty year old ingenuity. But I still like. I was like. I was very cheap, so I was just like, "Oh, you know, I could probably walk to yeah. the uh, to the hospital." I mean, y- you guys put me in a cab. Your your ankle was in such bad shape. If it was one of those situations where, if this had happened on a desert island with no resources, we would have just had to drown you. <laughs> we would have just had to put you out of your misery. We'd have yeah. one good crab meal. Last meal, we would feed you whatever you wanted, Let and then look at fucking the sunset. spear through the chest. <laughs> <laughs> Let me look at the sunset. <laughs> oh man. Was that like the ending of uh the mice and men of mice and men or whatever? That's okay. the, the I I do not that reference flies right. Okay, I've heard right. of it mice and men, but I've I mean that's the ending to a lot of pretentious movies. Yeah. I'm pretty sure if you want to write a pretentious movie, the uh it says in the handbook that you are by law required to write a scene where a depressed character is staring at a sunset and has a revelation. And then dies after. And then dies right after. Yeah, they're, they're bleeding from a gunshot wound. Yeah. That's usually the story. <laughs> yeah, so that one... So that was just... Uh, so I tore my ligament in my ankle. So that was... I think I was in a cast for... six or seven weeks, I think. And... Yeah, I got like... I got used to it, and then once the cast came off, maybe a week and a half after we went to oh, so it, so it wasn't a month because I remember it being relatively within the same time frame. Yeah, well, I got my cast off. I got my cast off uh, like a month and a half after. Okay, and literally once I got my cast off, like a week or so, we went to Luxie. Is that? I don't even know if that club is still open in Vaughn I, I or don't whatever. care. I, but, I, uh, I, I, I'm really not a nightclub <laughs> person. I'm anti-nightclub. Yeah. But we went there. Um, you probably remember more of what happened. Well, I remember we're in the middle of the dance floor getting rejected by chicks as as per usual. I was uh, not. As as b- by contract, I was. And I was dancing with someone. I, I danced with a couple people at one point. Um and it did not work out didn't get any numbers it was just kind of a one and done mm-hmm. there's such thing as a white one night stand before grinding <laughs> yeah you don't even have sex you just it's like a, just a quick one like okay i just wanted to try it out and i'm done with him <laughs> right uh no but i didn't didn't pull any didn't pull any digits and i just remember a fight breaks out in the middle of the dance floor and just two guys are throwing haymakers. It's really quick. Like people think we're so desensitized by movies. Anyone who's never seen an actual fight would be under the impression that a fist fight is ten minutes long. It's mm-hmm. a boxing match. A fist fight is usually twenty minutes or twenty. A fist fight is usually twenty seconds, if that. Yeah. Because if there's a bunch of people around, usually their boys jump in, pull them apart, or it evolves into a full-on scuffle, which can last 20 minutes or so. Because then the cops come, and it just it just snowballs into this massive thing. But I, I remember we're in the middle of this dance floor, 
and just a fist fight breaks out between these two guys. It's like a couple seconds, whatever it is, between two dudes. It's broken up. It stops. And we're somewhere close to that. We're kind of onlookers that are just kind of watching. We're trying to see what just happened. And anyways, fight stops. Everybody goes back to dancing. Out of nowhere, I just see like those fucking vines in Jumanji. They just come out of nowhere. And it's a fucking bouncer's arms. They just come wrap around your neck and pull you out. I got so Matt. Yeah, I got choked out. You got ejected by these bouncers. They, I don't even, so this is what, like, I was dancing with a girl. There was a fight, and I guess they assumed that I was part of the fight. Exactly. That, no, that's what happened. Yeah, this yeah. bouncer came, came up right behind me, right. brought me all the way down. Like, I was, like, literally, like, couldn't breathe, so I tried to tap him out. They lift me up, and they just walk me to the uh, to the exit. And like I was so confused, and I like I told them, "Were you there with me to tell tell them I, that?" I wasn't there with you, but I, I just think remember. I was telling the bouncer that like I have nothing to do with this. I don't know what's going on, and then they just let me back in. You're lucky they did that because a lot of the time they don't they they don't, they don't give a fuck. Yeah, they don't care, man. If they think that you're part of a fight, you may as well have been part of that fight. Exactly. You may as well have gotten a couple uh, good ones in on those guys. I yeah, I probably should have. You pro- you probably should. Well, again, you but didn't know remember, you were about to be choked out. I just started walking, and then just out of nowhere, I just like felt not on the same leg that I broke my leg earlier, but the on my other foot. Like I just like I started feeling a little bit of pain on my foot, and I'm like, okay, I don't know what's going on. And then around that time, we all left. We all got uh, cabs, right? And I got on the. Uh, I took a cab to the subway. And like, I was like slowly limping and stuff, get off the subway, get on the Mississauga bus to get, <laughs> to get home. I keep forgiving. I keep forgetting you lived in the hood. <laughs> and, yeah. I got off the bus and walked a kilometer with the broken uh, bone in my foot. Just like, sc- like pretty much screaming like yeah. on the way back. And like, I remember I got home and like, my dad was like super pissed because he's just like, you just got your cast off and it's a different foot now that you broke. And let's just remind everybody, this is all in Polish. Yes. Yeah. So this is not a normal uh, <laughs> parent, not to say that you're <laughs> This is not a normal human parent saying this. this I was is, not getting grounded. This was... is a man literally who lived under communism <laughs> saying, <Yeah>. saying <laughs> <laughs> when there's that kind of trauma, running through your brain and you're getting mad at your kid i mean that kid's got to brace himself (laughs) how funny would it have been if after that whole ordeal with the bouncer you breaking your other foot you start like a lawsuit and start like a news campaign and there's just a bunch of reporters in front of you <laughs> interviewing you in front of a podium going that ba- you you've painted a black eye on yourself <laughs> i go amber heard just make you up go stuff. full yeah. amber heard <laughs> <laughs> that bouncer shit in my mouth <laughs> they took i still don't know how i like broke that foot though somebody probably stepped on your ankle as you were are you sure I, that i guess like yeah. i the thing is i wasn't even that like drunk because uh like the earlier one for my yeah. birthday i was like completely done this one i was still like pretty like coherent 
Right. So I don't know what, like, I literally don't know what happened. Well, I think you, I think around that time, if my savant memory serves me correctly, uh, I think you at the time had said that somebody might have either kicked your ankle or stepped on it. Maybe, yeah. Maybe when I went down, probably someone walked over it. But Yeah. Because that could, that is plausible. Yeah. Because those places, like, again, it's they're, they're like fucking, they're like cattle trucks. They're just crammed in. Everybody's fat and sweaty. There's guys, again, who haven't been laid. They're not even, uh, some of them aren't even getting handies. Mm-hmm. And again, like, you get that testosterone in one room. People are pissed off. It, it's, again, it's just guys, like, for... For for guys with rosary tattoos around their neck, Ugh. I mean, you're you're certainly very violent. Yeah, that's funny though. It's a lot. <laughs> that's a that's pretty accurate, to be honest. I mean, it, I I've never been in a brawl in a nightclub. We've seen a couple. Remember that time at uh, what was that place? Rehab. Rehab. Yeah, in Oakville, like the Oakville Mississauga border. We were there one night. It was me, Max. And our two buddies, two old buddies, Mike and TJ. And the four of us were out dancing, having a great time. And again, like I said, it started out two guys fighting. A couple, They bump into a couple other. They get into the fight. Their buddies get into the fight. And it just snowballs. And the bouncers eventually get into the fight. So it all pours out into like the main entrance just outside. And of course, everybody spills out onto the patio to go watch, right? Yep. And of course the cops come. So it's now cops versus bouncers versus and like they're all just like it's like just a big ball of dust with just some hands flying around like a fucking Mickey Bugs Bunny cartoon. Yeah. Uh yeah, and it was quite a bit. It was uh but I just remember seeing those those cop lights as they pull up from a distance. Mm-hmm. I've never seen people cheer for cops before. Yeah, they, they knew I remember that, that they yeah. knew that they were about to see something go. And this was pre-cell phone era where everybody, like again, you just see a couple fighting in the mall and everybody's just pulling their phones out. Nobody was pulling their phones out for this. They were just kind of living again in the moment. Mm-hmm. This is what this is for. You want to I want to witness terror, but I want to see it with my own eyes, right? There's just such a thing as remembering things. You don't need to put it on Facebook. Yeah. You don't need to put it on social media. It's just, again, you see with your own two. The the eyes are the camera lenses of the soul. I think I heard somebody say that. Oh, no, they're the windows to the soul. All right, well, I changed it. Fuck you. No, but I remember that. Well, rest in peace, Max's ankles. Um, I don't know, man. I guess uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard... We haven't talked about that, and that's the big story that broke that's of the, the day. Never today, mind yeah. Ukraine, Russia. I'm into Johnny Depp, Amber Heard. Yep. Think about it. It took a famous actor and his abusive ex-wife to take people's minds off of possibly World War III. That's all it takes. The guy who played Ed Wood... Yeah. Has distracted us from Putin in the Ukraine. It should be Putin Zelensky. It's Depp Heard. It's fucking Aquaman's side piece <laughs> and Don Juan DeMarco. That's a deep cut. That's a deep Johnny. It's not a very good movie, but it's Johnny Depp. Which movie is that? Don Juan DeMarco. It came out. I think Marlon Brando's in it. 
It was one of it was Johnny Depp when he was still an art house actor. Okay. When every movie that Johnny Depp was did was just black and white and him with makeup on going, this is going to be the greatest movie ever. And he's playing like a film director. Did you ever see Ed Wood? No, I've uh, no, I haven't. I, I almost want to lend that to you because it's so good. It's one of it's my favorite movie that he was ever in. It's a Tim Burton movie back when Tim Burton, Johnny Depp meant something. Mm-hmm. Now it's just, again, Johnny Depp, uh, like dressed as a androgynous kitten. And you're like, okay, well, uh, what? Why am I watching this? Yeah. What was his last movie? His last? I don't even remember, man. I, I I'm so checked out from Johnny Depp as an actor. I want him to go back. Now that he's going to be, can you think about think about the calls that he's gotten starting today? He probably got a bunch of offers during the trial when the, his image was kind of turning around. Yeah. But think about all the calls. His his agent probably has just hung like hang themselves. Yeah. In the just with all the foot like they can't they had to put their phone on silent and meditate and just have some peace for a second with all the offers that he's getting for movies. So Pirates is done though, right? He doesn't want to do Pirates again. No. Which I again, I I'm kind of thankful for. Yeah, we don't need another one. We don't I don't need to see 60-year-old Captain Jack Sparrow. I know how it's going to go. Yeah. I don't need to see him just fumbling around. I have the original movie to remember that character by. I want to see him in new things. I want him playing I want him playing a math savant. I want Johnny Depp in a beautiful mind too. I want him either playing a math savant, a cancer patient, or a serial killer. Those are the three ones that'll get him the the Oscar. How funny would it be if Johnny Depp next year was nominated for an Oscar? <laughs> That'd be uh fucking Brad Pitt walks up and smacks him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You gonna sue me for hitting you? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, th- there's not much else to say about this. Uh, there's not much else to say about this trial other than like I'm I'm kind of happy it's I'm over. Happy it's done. I'm happy it's over, and I'm happy for Johnny Depp. And I think that as a punishment, I don't think Amber Heard should go to jail. I don't even think she should be fired or lose her career. I just think that she should be sentenced to the worst fate a movie star could get, and that is going back to commercials. Start start from the bottom again. I, I want to see her as the new progressive lady. You got to be a background actor. No, not even a background actor. It's, it's just the worst thing for actors who've done TV, who've done movies, who've had actual careers mm-hmm. to go back and doing, do like speaking role commercials, right? Just, just again, don't don't even make her an extra. Just have her on the cusp of just making that next big move, but yeah. she never makes it. <laughs> She's just sentenced to doing fucking low-paying subway commercials forever. <laughs> it's just it's it's Amber Heard and the dad from Smart Guy. <laughs> have you seen him in the Pizza Hut commercials? Yeah, yeah. It's just the two of them. <laughs> Two people who were once part of something glorious who are, uh, oh man, I, uh, it would be great. No, how's this? Not only does Amber Heard have to do commercials, she has to do, ready? Canadian commercials. Ooh. She, Amber Heard will be 
in the next Tim Hortons commercial. Yeah. As a woman behind the counter. <laughs> and somebody walks up and goes, Tim Beebs? Do they still have Tim Beebs? And she has to go, yes. Yes. And then a lady comes out from the back kitchen and went, she shit in the sink again. <laughs> she shit in the sink again. She's got to do. She took a shit where the muffins are supposed to be. Can we fire this woman? Can we send her to Mr. Sub? <laughs> Johnny Depp makes a cameo <laughs> at the drive-thru. Yeah. I'm on my way to, uh, I'm on my way. Hi, Amber. I'm, uh, I'm on my way to going to film, uh, Rango 2. Oh, jeez. I forgot about that movie. It was a good movie, actually. That was one of his better movies that he did in the last decade. Mm-hmm. No, but... Uh, and he has, like, a super large order. I'll take a take 12, Amber, and uh, I'll also... Uh, I'll get uh, t- six birthday cake Timbits, and I will have... Uh, I will have a cinnamon bun, uh, a... Toasted sesame seed bagel, extra cream cheese. Are you guys by any chance selling Jack Daniels? And she just has to take the whole order. <laughs> well, I, uh, thank you. And then Johnny fucking just, as he's driving out of the drive-thru, he crashes into a pole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no one hurt, by the way. Just... As he as he's coming out of the drive thru, he just crashes into uh I don't know, he hits a Prius. <laughs> oh man. Well, this has been fun, sir. I think we should end it off here. We have been going an hour. We're an hour three right now. Mm-hmm. I had a great time. I did have a great time. I well, hope you did. I hope I allowed you to speak. No, it's it's good. I'm just stuffed. I'm still very new to the whole thing of having guests. How many, you've, you've had a few guests on already, though. I've like. had you, Mitchell, Brett. Well, I've had you twice, then Mitchell, then Brett, or whatever the... And then that was it, though. And it was just you then. And then you again. Okay. And again, like I'm supposed to have Dana on. I'm supposed to have... Uh, yeah. And I don't know. I'm supposed to have other people on. That's good. It's your show. I know it is. I am the ga- for once. I'm a gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, onto this to the, to a podcast with a hundred listeners. I'm just happy to chime in. Uh, yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad I got the first word. Uh, okay, so we're good. I you, think we're. I think I'm good. Saying no, you don't want to say anything else. You have no last words. You have no closing statement. I have no closing. St- I will. If there's one thing we've learned from this Depp Heard trial, man, is you got to have a convincing closing statement. <laughs> Otherwise, you may owe your ex-spouse $10 million. There it is.